When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, generally, the history in dogs has really been pets. Um, as as a kid, we had we had one dog growing up, and he loved it at the ripe old age of seventeen. Wow! Um, so that that's seen it through the the whole childhood with with one dog really. Mm-hmm. And then whenever uh, I met my wife and we moved out and had kids, um, we we got in the boxers. You know, mm-hmm. um, so we've had. We've had three three boxers. Never bred any of them. You know, mm-hmm. we've had a uh, male and two females, but they were they were just pets and mm-hmm. taking them out walks and just they bring the kids up with with dogs. And then about about six or seven years ago, um, my wife showed an, a keen interest in Japanese Spitz, mm-hmm. little white fluffy yeah. dogs. Yeah. Um, so we've had three, we've had three of those as well, and we we've bred the last two that we've had. Um, we've had them now for five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had two litters out of those. So that's our only experience in terms of, of breeding. But it was breeding pets. We weren't looking to breed, you know, champion bloodlines or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, so how we got into the, the Chinese Chung Chings, it was more to do with a, a friend of mine, Kieran, who's now our kennel partner. Um, he's been following the Chinese Chung Ching breed for, for many years. Um, and it's, he's always spoke to me about it. And as time time progressed and we spent more time together, he kept showing me videos and pictures and stuff, whatever was available. Mm-hmm. And I seen a kind of resemblance in some of the dogs, you know, the size, the structure, the head, as similar enough to a boxer, not not identical, but I like the look of them. Mm-hmm. And I says, right, I'm, I'm prepared to do a bit more uh, digging. So... I'd done a wee bit of uh, due diligence on the breed and found the story very, very interesting as well as uh, enjoying the look of the dogs mm-hmm. and what they do. Um, so from there, progressed pretty quickly. Um, we got in touch with a breeder and we, we organised to get our, our girl, Kiarma. Um, took a wee bit longer than expected. So we also then started to diversify and we contacted another breeder in Russia. And that's where we got Kaiser. Okay. Um, and we got Garma from a breeder in Austria. Mm-hmm. So um, we've had them, we've had those two dogs now coming up on two years. Mm-hmm. So they give us a great, a great step to learning about the breed, you know, bringing them in from uh, as a pup and rearing them up now in the adulthood and a dog, I suppose you could say, mm-hmm. teenage years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so up to that point, and then we went back and got another dog off the Russian breeder, a little girl, Khaleesi. She's about 15 months, 16 months now. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very good. And then more recently, due to, due to the fact that we've reared these dogs up um, from pups, mm-hmm. we decided that we wanted to bring in some some blood from China. This, you know, as a, as a, a more of an adult dog, uh-huh. to see the difference, you know, temperament, 
um, how they, they do things. Um, so it's it's interesting. It is difficult um, getting them socialised and all that, you know. But it's it's been good so far. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the big difference have you seen between uh, temperament? I find the the Chinese dogs more, more standoffish. Mm-hmm. I think our dogs are more more used to as pets in the house, mm-hmm. so they become you know very very uh, open to people, open to relationships, open to mm-hmm. home comforts. With the Chinese dogs, I find them you know obviously very skittish. At the, whenever they come in at the start, if you you know a stranger goes to pet them, they they'll jump away you know and move quickly scared they, they may scare other people but they're scared themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how are they uh how do they deal with your um original dogs do they the male male and females are fine no problem mm-hmm. females and females some of them get on good some don't mm-hmm. so at, at the minute what we're doing um you'll probably keep an eye on the page and see videos and photographs <laughs> we socialize them in pairs normally Mm-hmm. Or, or three. So we'll take them out on the leads, keep them walking. Mm-hmm. Um, if you slow down, if you slow down and you're walking and the dogs have any free time, sometimes they can get a wee bit, you know, not, not aggressive with each other, but they, they sometimes don't like each other's company. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's something you've got to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. Then it's just a matter of letting them off the leash in, a, in, a, in an area where it's fenced off. Mm-hmm. Let them play about. You can know that you know the signs they look for if someone's being going to start something or be aggressive or someone feels intimidated. So then you've got to try and nip it in the bud. But we've seen a few skirmishes, um, you know. So it's not all it's not all uh, flowers and, and birds and all that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the history of the breed, you know, I know as much as what's what's basically. Uh, and the limited books and the the stuff that's been on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, some people some people say that the breed is now approaching or as old as two thousand years old. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were used for various various different means um, for hunting. Obviously, mm-hmm. and they do they do have they do have a natural drive on them for hunting. Um, the history then is that. There's not a, there's not really a lot known in terms of artifacts where people are finding you know statues and they're relating it back to a certain time in history and they're finding it looks like the Chongqing dog mm-hmm. so therefore they're, they're creating their own their own story you know and that's what we've got to, to go along with mm-hmm. um, in terms of of a documented history there's not there's not a lot of information there um, going back to I think it was in 1949 that they were nearly wiped out when the the, the, the Chinese Republic you know became a republic mm-hmm. they don't have like a call so at that stage it was just dogs that were left in mm-hmm. the, the rural areas you know of East Sichuan and, and and the surrounding hills and mountains and then realistically I think maybe photographics is only going back 15 20 years you know I haven't seen anything anything older um, so there's there's a lot there's a lot to say you know that they are an old breed. Um, just recently, I had three of the dogs uh, DNA tested mm-hmm. um, for, for for health. You know, just to check the the overall genetic health, and then also they do a test for colours. 
you know, the, the colors that the dog may have and this and that. And the, the lab work or the vet, whatever you want to call her, she says that she's never seen any, anything like it. Wow. In terms of it's coming back like a wild, uh, a wild dog, you know, in some, some, some senses. And even the colors, without showing her the dog, say, for instance, the dog is red. Well, it's, it's black on black, so it shouldn't be red. You know, there's there's weird stuff going on. So I'm going to try, I'm going to get the, the other three dogs' DNA done as well. And she's also looking to see if there'd be any other interested parties who own Chung Chings mm -hmm. and see if they want to get together and try and create her own database. Wow. You know, so so that's something that I would be, that I would be interested in, trying to create a more modern, modern history and a modern story, as I say. The, the stuff going back, you know, back 2,000 years, we're just relying on, on historians and artifacts and stuff. Mm -hmm. but, um, it, it's, it's, it's a really interesting story. And the facts are, and the, the DNA to back up, that maybe it is 2,000 years old. Maybe it is one of the oldest dog breeds that have been untouched. We were going to, they've got a, they've already got a pull for the Choi Choi's and mm. stuff, you know, the other, the other Chinese uh, breeds. Mm -hmm. So they're going to try and overlap and see if there's certain things that, that come across. But with the colouring, they they say that they've never seen anything as 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 how it is with the chung chings. Mm -hmm. You know, so they want more people. They, they they do the DNA test so that they can build a, a database and find out links and just to see how the actual genetics work on the dogs. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So they were kind of mainly mainly used as a utility dog in in the rural parts of China, right? It seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, if you didn't in China, if, if the dog didn't serve a purpose, it, it wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, if it if it didn't do its hunting, its yarding, um, I don't think they were interested in companion dogs. To be honest, because. Mm. They didn't have the they didn't have the money mm -hmm. to feed dogs for no purpose. Basically, I think the the dog was the hunter, you know, so the dog got the food. Right. And what are the in the last fifty years? What do they usually normally hunt? Anything up to the size of a boar. That's you know whether whether that's done in packs or individuals. Um, but I've seen I've seen the dogs and they can you know they would be prepared they, mm -hmm. they hunt I take my dogs beaches and big open mm -hmm. big open areas you know and I do let them off and not with the purpose of hunting but knowing that there is wildlife mm -hmm. about they mm -hmm. see just to see their senses and I must say the dogs are super fit they have a serious drive mm -hmm. and really really alert mm -hmm. to everything that's that's going on around them. All right. So the, the hunting side of things would be no problem whatsoever. In mm. fact, just tonight I was watching uh, a TV program about Yellowstone Park, and Khaleesi seen the <laughs> some of the, the elk and, and different animals up on the TV, and she jumped up in the TV, and she was following it around the back to see where they went. So she was she's prepared to go on the TV to hunt. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So. Uh... Do you think? Do you foresee like a future of with some some other kind of jobs for the dogs? Maybe some, you know, like police work or uh, protection work. Or... 
I believe I believe they could do police work, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are they're not they're not very big dogs. Yeah. Some people believe that you know by looking at them that they're they're massive. Again, it all depends on angles of photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of people you know having photographs videos with the dogs out and about. So sometimes most of the photographs could be staged, you know, yeah. and they look they look a lot bigger than what they are. Um, most of the comments we get is that, wow, I thought your dogs would have been a lot bigger. Um, but they have, got, they have got a great strong jaw on them, you know, and they, they can turn into a crocodile pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think they could do police work. Um, they're a natural scent dog. Um, you know, they, 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 when they do go out and you give them a bit of leash, they do put the nose to the ground and you can hear the nose, you know, rattling, mm-hmm. rattling, rattling constantly. They, mm-hmm. they get the scent. Um, so I do believe that they could be scent dogs. Um, mm-hmm. I know Alison, who you'd on before, she's got the Chun Dong Hound, and one of those is training up to be um, a scent dog. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's that's in the ring across across both the the hounds and the the Chongqing dogs, no problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are kind of the major differences between the hound dog and the Chongqing? Um, the probably the the shape of the dogs, uh, and the head, mm-hmm. the body also. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking inches. You know, it's nothing. It's nothing major. Mm-hmm. Um, it's inches, and then just the, the the structure of the skull would be would be different, and um, the length of the the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, now I've only seen I've only seen you know uh, Allison's, and it was briefly. I've seen mm-hmm. the male. So I didn't see the the younger dogs when she had them. They were they were, you know, they were put away. Um, but the do- the the male dog, um, nice nice dog. Mm-hmm. But I'm uh, I'm for the Chongqing's. I'm going to stick with the the Chongqing's for mm-hmm. the, the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. But it's more more the more the, the size the size and the the structure of the head and the nose. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. But I think with them being so closely linked over the years, that. A ch- two Chongqing dogs to the eye could throw out what looks like a Chundong hound, mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know, I've seen I've seen that already. Um, so I'd say they're closely related, right? And maybe you know their paths have crossed many times, right? Yeah, that makes sense because they do from the naked eye. If you're not looking closely, you'd say it's you know the same same breed, but yeah, yeah. If, if someone if someone doesn't you know hasn't spent any time with, mm-hmm. with either of the breeds then at first glance you know you look at a dog you think yeah it's pretty much the same but when they're up close you can you can see the difference you know mm-hmm. and uh, uh what major registries are are registering your dogs is is it well a- at the minute um at the minute, the CKU or the native the native breed scheme in China, mm-hmm. they're going through the the process now of, of registering um, all the dogs and the hounds. Um, you know, you know from the the last call that the dogs have been now split into two categories. Mm-hmm. You know, so you've got the, the people who want the hounds and the people then who the the Chongqing's. So they're going to be separate, completely separate breeds. Um, that's something that everyone's happy about because. You know, I wanted the Chongqing dogs, and I was I was very pleased. You know that whenever whenever Frankie Lung and the CKU 
made that change that that's the side of the fence that that we're on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but going back, the CKU uh, are working closely with the FCA. They are they do believe that they're going to get this this breed recognised, and then FCA shows you know officially not not in Group Elevens, but actually in their proper categories of, of two and six mm-hmm. um, by twenty twenty one. So I think it's going to move pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I received my first CKU certificate um, for one of my dogs um, just at the back end of last week. Oh wow, that's great. So. Um, as far as I know, I'm the, one of the first in Europe, and if not the world, they have CKU certificates. Wow. Wow. And um, hopefully the the, my, the three pets that we have since since we started with the dogs, Kaiser, Khaleesi, and Karma, I met uh, Frankie Lung. You know, he's the guy in charge mm-hmm. of the breed going forward. I met him in Amsterdam at the World Dog Show and passed the the blood samples and all the, the photographic material and all the documents that they wanted. So that's also in the hands of the CKU. So that'll be processed. As far as I'm aware, our dogs have been accepted as the breed. They, they meet the breed standard. Awesome. And we're now just waiting on a way to get money to the Chinese to accept so that the paperwork can then follow on. Okay. All right. But closer, closer to home, um, we have tried to register our dogs with as many bodies as we can. Mm-hmm. They create a document that has to be of the breed, you know, because you could have a dog for 10 years, but if it's not documented with anyone or any, anywhere, you know, you don't really have any, any factual history on it. So at the minute, we're registered with the IPBTA, which is the Irish Pit Bull Terrier Association. Okay. They allow us to take they invited us to take part in their shows, um, you know, in the show ring, and also doing agility and you know working working dogs mm-hmm. tasks. Um, we're also become a member of the ABKC, mm-hmm. you know, which is a pretty pretty big organisation. Mm-hmm. And the ABKC, the ABKC paperwork was enough to get some of the Russian colleagues. Um, they take part in a FCI show in Group Eleven. Okay. Um, so some people. Some people think that we shouldn't register with the ABKC, you know, because they want us to stick solely to the CKU and FCA, but I don't agree. I believe that it, we should register them with, with, you know, any reputable organization that'll have us because there's no point sitting with your dog at home. If you can't, if you know, I want to show these dogs everywhere and anywhere that I can. And if I'm criticized for it, so be it. Right. No, that's... Um, the weekend... The weekend just passed. We were in the IBKC. Mm-hmm. That's the Irish Bully Kennel Club. Mm-hmm. And Kaiser, the male dog, he puck up a reserve champion. Wow. Awesome. Out of over 200, 200 entries. Wow. It's the first time that a Chongqing dog has ever taken part in, in the IBKC. And the feedback that we got from both the judges and the other, the other entries was uh, phenomenal. Awesome. You know, so... And then what? When was the the ABKC show? Yeah, we went to the ABKC show in Dublin uh, in September. That was the largest ABKC show in Europe. Mm-hmm. And on the day, Kaiser also lifted reserve uh, best in show. You know, so that's two seconds, right? Against you know up to 500, 500 entries, right? 
Oh, that's awesome. So I think we're doing. I think we're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And do you have future plans of uh, maybe breeding some of your dogs? That way you. Yes. Well, well, we have uh, we have a female now who's ready to have pups uh, okay. in December. Oh, awesome. Um, she's one of our our new dogs that came in from China. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fingers crossed, everything's going good so far. Yeah. That's cool. um, she's also fully health tested, and so's the 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 father, Kaiser, um, mm-hmm. both both fully health tested. So um, that's something that we hope to see others following suit with. You know, I see a lot of people having having pups and stuff, and maybe the dogs not being fully health tested. You know, that's coming from China, right across America, Europe, and all that. Mm-hmm. I think with mm-hmm. the breed, I think we need to safeguard it. And only breed with good, you know, physically right. and genetically, excuse me, healthy dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it does cost, it costs some money at the start, but if you're serious about breeding, I think it's a must. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you have any uh, plans of being able to, to export your dogs to, say, North America or Australia or somewhere yeah. like that? Yeah. We, listen, once, once, once we've got pups, um, we have uh, we had we had a litter planned for September, mm-hmm. but it was Charma and Kaiser, our first two dogs. But Charma lost the pups. Okay. Um. The you know, we we had her scanned and we'd seen we'd seen four pups on two scans, and then on the third scan, we, halfway through the pregnancy, all the pups had just uh, disappeared. Mm-hmm. They they just they didn't exist. So we had we had a lot of interested. People who wanted the you know put deposits down and this and that, but mm-hmm. we 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 don't accept, will not accept anything until we have uh, we've got pups. Mm-hmm. But also, where we if we find something really really special, you know, in the pups, then we'd be keeping keeping some pups as well. Yeah. So they'll not all be for sale. Yeah. If someone ever shows an interest in any you know in, in, in a letter or having having a pup from us. Uh, one of the first things we, we ask them is, you know, why do you want to get involved in the breed? Mm-hmm. You know, you want it as a pet or do you like the look of it? Um, we don't really want it going into the hands of people who want to pop and just they start breeding, you know, straight away. Um, it's, it's not really what we're looking for. We're looking for people, they, they promote the breed. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want them going to some someplace, dogs locked up for the first two years of their life and then breeding and then pups being sold, you know, for if they're thinking that it's a cash cow, it's not a cash cow. If you breed dogs properly mm-hmm. and you put, you put your time and effort on them, you'll be very lucky to, to make any money on, mm-hmm. a, on a dog. So I would like to make that point clear. We're not interested in selling to anyone who sees them as a, as a cash cow. That's right. not, it's not what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we want we want people we want people to work with us. Um, for instance, there will be some slight adjustments to the breed standards going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, now we held an interview with with Frankie Lung during the summer, mm-hmm. and he, he gave us a few insights, you know, privately, and then we, we recorded it of a few small changes that he that he wants to introduce into the the breed. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants a really really straight tail in the dogs. Okay. Um, not not bending over. We're seeing a lot of dogs that their tails are coming up over their back and pointing towards their head. Mm-hmm. That's something that's going forward. That's not going to be, you know, allowed, especially whenever it goes into the show ring and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wants to breed towards a completely black tongue. 
He's allowing us five years to reach that goal. Okay. And what's the reason? Um, what's the reasoning behind the tail and the tongue? Did he say? Well, he thinks that it's that it's two of the the main characteristics of the dog. Mm-hmm. And he says whenever whenever he was young, growing up in in China, all the Chinese dogs had a blue tongue. Okay. And it's something that he feels that the the Chinese dog should have. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, it's something they work towards, you know, and trying to get it as as good as possible. Um, getting the tails as strong as possible and a good ear set on the dogs, mm-hmm. and also um, trying to decrease the underbite. A mm-hmm. lot of a lot of Chongqing dogs, you know, this all over. Um, the underbite can be too large. Okay. So we need to we need to, we need to retract it a bit. You know, it should be a molosser breed, but we don't want it way out where its uh-huh. its lips are hanging over its teeth and the tongue is all sticking out. You know. Mm-hmm. We can get away with it now if we breed towards the, the standard, but we can't continue having dogs getting a, you know, a larger and larger underbite. Mm-hmm. Right. For the, the kind of the CKU standards right now, as far as height and weight and, and uh, the, the weight, the male is up to, up to, up to 25 kgs. Mm-hmm. Um, so anywhere from, anywhere probably from 15 the 25 kgs. Now, in my opinion, a 15 kg dog would be pretty small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the male should have a good the male should have a good size and structure about it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like to see it. I wouldn't like to see them getting the uh, a terrier size, getting too compact and too small. Mm-hmm. And then the female up to about 20 kgs. Okay. And what are the height? And the height. 50 centimeters, um, mm-hmm. the maximum for a male, and mm-hmm. 45 centimeters. So you're looking at uh, 40 to 50 centimeters mm-hmm. for a male, mm-hmm. and 35 to 45 for a, a fully grown female. Kaiser, right. mm-hmm. Kaiser's what? He's 40, 48 centimeters, and he's about 23 kgs. Mm-hmm. And I find them. I would, I would like them to have slightly more, more weight on them. Mm-hmm. But he is, he's, he's an athletic dog, mm-hmm. you know, he does a lot of, a lot of free running, beach running, hill running, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of other people, I don't know if they let their dogs, you know, have big open, open spaces they run about, whether it's just on a, you know, a farm or a garden or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I like to see the dogs in the, in the, the open and let them run, and mm-hmm. they do love it. Mm-hmm. And they are obedient, you know. They, they will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to see that more in the future as well. Owners, you know, putting confidence into the dog. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not letting the dogs run around parks with other kids or other mm-hmm. people. But you can find you can find beaches that are empty and stuff. And I really enjoy I enjoy getting out to the beach with the dogs and, and letting them off, letting them explore. You know, mm-hmm. they they can sniff out anything. I've had a few close calls with sheep, to be honest. So I have to, you have to make sure that there's, there's, there's no, no animals and farmyard animals and stuff about because they, they will, they will snuff them out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well. at the minute, they probably not a lot of people know these dogs even exist. No. So not until they become more, more mainstream, mm-hmm. um, would we even be able to, they probably answer that, but. I would see no reason why they couldn't they couldn't do the work. I'm um, mm-hmm. hunting a hundred percent for sure. Those dogs mm-hmm. can and will hunt. Um, there's no no doubt of that. Yeah, farmyard work. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I just like you know the old the old farmers that that, that go hog hunting or whatever. Uh, they're always oh, yeah, well, those farmers for sure. Oh, for yeah, sure. yeah. Um, they're always looking for uh, a game dog. They don't even care what you know what it looks like or what it is, is as long as it does the job and and you know it, I mean? it could certainly it could certainly do the job. Yeah. Um, they are very 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 alert. Yeah. And. They, they are a good dog. They'll be very good for hunting. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, I've only, I only have the one male, mm-hmm. um, but we've been, we've been out running with, you know, three, three dogs, four dogs. Mm-hmm. When they're running, there's no problem. You know, they won't, they'll, they'll not fight yeah. with each other or anything like that. But what I have found is if you take them to a smaller closed up area mm-hmm. and they start crossing each other's paths and, they will, you know, there is there is an, an aggression there. Mm-hmm. They, they do want to be the, the boss. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, what uh, what is the optimum for your program? Where, where where do you see yourself in ten years with the breed, and uh, what are uh, you what are you hoping for? We're world class show dogs. Mm-hmm. You know going into the ring and mm. showing the dogs for, for all they've got because the dogs are so elegant. See, when, when they're on the on the leash, you know, that, that the male that I've got and the females as well, you put a leash on them mm. um, with the, the, show, the show collar on and they just change from a from a wild dog on the beach to a dog that says, I'm in here, I'm the best, I'm winning the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And that's with, that's with little, little training. You know, uh, we don't come from a, a show background, but we've taken the dogs to the shows and we've been getting brilliant, brilliant results and brilliant feedback. Awesome. And that, that's us handling them ourselves, you know. And did you guys teach? I also, oh, go ahead. I would also, I would also like to keep them with the, the drive, mm-hmm. you know, and the original, the original instincts in them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want them just to become a, a complete show dog. That's why a good dog should be able to do both. You know, right. it should have a, a good, enjoyable life. Mm-hmm. And then when it does go on for the odd show, it's going to be sitting around, you know, mm-hmm. for six to ten hours. Um, but if they get good rewards out of it in the end up. Right. The AKC. Yeah, the American Kennel that's Club. The, that's the biggest one. Yeah, are they, in, are they in the American Kennel Club? Yeah, the I'm just speaking to Sinead, my wife. Um, Sinead reckons that the the people that are running the American Chongqing project, they're they're trying to get into the AKC okay. right now. Mm-hmm. So the the steps are are being taken. Yeah, I see. I, I don't see a reason why they they wouldn't because these dogs will be an asset to any organization. Well, yeah, I just, they just seem like a breed that the AKC would definitely uh, would definitely want in their stable. It's just with the, 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 the history and where it comes from and the look, it just seems like a perfect fit for the AKC. But I'm sure that they're waiting for the FCI to pull the trigger. That seems to be what the well, AKC is all about. More more than likely. Um, but what they will do in the meantime is they, they will get, even if they just get CKU, Mm-hmm. Uh, registration for the dogs. Then mm-hmm. I believe all the big, all the big kennel clubs throughout the world will let the dogs in, mm-hmm. and they will show them in the group eleven. You know the un, the unregistered dogs. 
Mm-hmm. And they'll still be able to take part, you know what, right up. All right. I don't, I don't see that being a, being a problem. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, how many breeders are there in, in Western Europe? People who breed professionally or unprofessionally, whatever well, way you want to put it. Hobby. And, um, or... Well, there's one, one guy in Austria, you know, who's producing, producing pups. Um, he would be, he would be the, the biggest breeder. Then we've got another guy in Italy. Um, he's produced a few litters. Um, maybe one or two litters. And then you're looking in Russia. Mm-hmm. Would be the, the next. So there, there's, there hasn't been a, many litters born in Europe. No. A lot of the dogs have been imported from from China, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's been uh, females that have come into Europe pregnant and had a litter. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, we've had uh, Chongqing imported in the America mm-hmm. pregnant and it had a litter of three, three or four, three or four pups. I can't remember off the top of my head. So, mm-hmm. um, and then we had a lady last year, was there, was it the start of this year? In America and New York or New Jersey, she had a litter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen anything about the pups or where they went. Or mm. and then there's a there's a project, the New Mexico, I think. They've mm. had them for a few years now. Yeah, I've heard of, um, I've heard of them. Yeah. I'm not sure how many letters that they've had or if they've had letters. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but all being well, fingers crossed. You know, with the the pregnancy with Genji. Um, we may have pups in the start of December, mm-hmm. so, and that'll be that'll be the first litter of Chongqing dogs in the mm-hmm. UK or Ireland. That's awesome. And also, as close as close a litter been born would have been Austria or Italy. So, um, for for quite a big big area, for it to be the first litter, it's it's still impressive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've had a few litters. Of the Chundong Hounds in Wales with mm-hmm. Allison, but not the Chongqing's. Mm-hmm. And what is their? Uh, what's a good diet for for these dogs? Are they uh, pretty hardy as far as, like you know, me um, me me with bulldogs and stuff. You know, they're they've got skin issues and they have to have special diets, etc. What have you? Well, we we use we use a. We use a mix of, of a raw and kibble. Okay. We, we believe in giving them, people say you should stick the completely raw or stick the, you know, kibble. But I don't see, I don't see the reason, the reason why you can't have, have both. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would feed ours um, complete chicken, chickens that have been, been pulped. Okay. You know, and then they come in, they come in five pound bags. Mm-hmm. So that, I would use that. Um, always with uh some kibble mm-hmm. so another say we think of that today then mm-hmm. the following day they could have beef with mm-hmm. the kibble mm-hmm. um i would usually heat the kibble up with some hot water i would use scottish salmon oil you know we put in um some five five ten mils of of scottish salmon oil mm-hmm. to be honest skin issues be, and with the dogs being a naturally sparse dog you know, very, very little hair. We don't get a lot of skin issues on them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's unusual. I also feed the dogs tripe, okay. whether it's a chicken, lamb. They love, they love the tripe. Right. It smells horrible, but they, they do love it. <laughs> right. um, and what else? Liver. We feed them. We would feed them liver as well. Yeah. I've got a friend. I've got a friend who is able to get his hands on full uh, human human grade cow's livers. So uh-huh. um, we chop it up and give it to them as treats and stuff like that. You know. Awesome. But they're also partial to the the boy, my boy dog. He loves spicy food. You know. Wow. He would. He would eat. He would eat my shoes to get a. a, a a bit of curry sauce or a bit wow. of pizza or wow. he's, he's a strange, strange dog. <laughs> yeah, that, that is strange. So talk talk about the their coat a little bit. That interests me. I've you know I've never seen one up close. So what does it consist of? Is really fine one layer or what? Yeah. Um, let me see. I put that light on there. What do we see? Kaiser's lying on the sofa sleeping. Yeah. I'll see if I can show you. Right on. Here, Kaiser, come here. Come on. Come on. Can I? Can you just see if that's showing okay? Can you see? I could just see his his head. Oh, now I can see a little better. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Okay. That's in here. Um, there's very very little hair. Right. Just skin. Right. Right. So that's that's going that's going down the middle of his back. Right. Then you come over to the side slightly. You'll see some more hair. Uh huh. Very fine. Uh huh. Um, he would be one of the more more naturally bald ones, you know, from the neck right down. Right. And they, they think that this may be the most sought after. Um, some people are calling it buffalo skin and stuff. I've heard different names. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how true that is, but that's what he is anyway. Right on. Um, but he doesn't want to be tonight. He's, he's having a... <laughs> he's having a sleep. <laughs> uh, he's beautiful, though. Can I see? Yeah, he's a he's a beautiful dog. Yeah, Kaiser, who's that? You gonna walk? You gonna walk? You say hello. <laughs> look, look at those eyes. Oh, that's great. Who's that? Huh? Who's that? <laughs> ah, he's happy. Yeah, the he's, fire. He's We've got the fire going. There's a good heat in the living room. So. Right. And they're probably pretty hardy breed too, as far as like the weather, right? Being hate the weather, hate cold and, and, and rain. They, they hate it. They hate it. Okay. Even though they they, they hate the. Would you see the the part of the part of China that they're in? Um, what is it? The south, the southwest of China. It's pretty humid. Pretty okay. hot. Okay, that makes sense. Not sure. I'm not sure how you far the temperatures. You know, drop even in oh. even in winter and stuff. Right. Um, but no, they hate the cold. Okay. And they they detest rain. He will. They, they don't know. They don't like it. That's great. I don't they either. Like the, <laughs> they like the. No, exactly. They like the the warm weather. Mhm. 
And their skin as well. Um, a lot of people ask about um, the texture of the skin and do they need sun cream and this and that. But the dogs, all the dogs that, that we've, you know, that, that we own and have reared up, they produce, they seem to produce their own oil. And it's like a sticky kind of an oil on their on their skin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a, a barrier, you know, the, the, the elements in mm-hmm. terms of more the, the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in that way, they're pretty hardy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, if the dogs are going to be lying in, in direct sunlight with no shelter, mm-hmm. they'll be like anything, they're going to burn, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. generally, um, there, there's no problem with the heat because we would spend, you know, maybe a month or two months in Spain during the summer. Mm-hmm. And the first summer, the first summer that we took Kaiser, we know when he went over, he was slightly hairier. By the end of the summer, with the you know there was up to forty degrees heat every day, um, that's when he started to get develop more, losing more of the hair from the neck right down to the tail. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the heat does have a bearing on their on their coat, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So they're definitely, you know, they're not a dog that uh, could live in, in an outdoor kennel or anything like that. So, I don't, I don't think so. No, yeah. unless, you know, unless it's protected and protected from the the elements, you know, mm-hmm. where they had a coat on them and stuff like that. Listen, a dog will become accustomed to its surroundings as long as it's got somewhere right. it can go. You know, if, it's, if there is, you know, heat. Um, but they don't. They definitely don't like like being outside. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any um, uh, future shows that you're doing that you'd like to talk about? Or um, Next show, Sinead, will be the ABKC show in February. Okay. I think there's an ABKC show and also an IBKC. So it's something, something we're keen to, to continue on with. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an invite. Day show in Belgium, which would have which taken place. It's an ABKC show in Belgium this weekend. Mm. Um, we were trying to organise going there, but there was another guy who was meant to show his dogs, Chung Chings, and then he, for whatever reason, he's not showing his dogs. Um, so I was only going to take my mail over to the show because mm-hmm. it's 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 quite a it's quite a trek. Right. You know, driving, driving over and driving back and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was going to just take over the one mail. Um, but it's not possible now because you need a certain number of dogs. You right. know, they, they have a class. So we're going to give this a miss. It's a bit unfortunate, but it happens. Yeah. Right. Well, that's good. Well, I hope uh, maybe once your puppies get to be six, seven weeks old, maybe you'll come back on and just for a quick uh, shout yeah. out. We can see your pups. and. For- be, For sure, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, I'll even show give you if, it, if I can. Can we turn this camera around? <sighs> yeah, here we go. Won't get the Kaiser here, pup. You just want to get off that sofa. <laughs> you want some food? <laughs> you going to walk? Come on, come on, come on, come on over. Come on, see me. Come on. <laughs> He doesn't want to move. Yeah, he doesn't. And we've got Khaleesi over here. Khaleesi. Oh. Oh, oh, look at her. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> and then 
we have Genji. Genji's in the Genji's the pregnant female. She's yeah. in the she's in the kitchen. Um, she's just resting up. We try and give her as much much private time as yeah. as possible. You know. Uh, yeah. Um, if we had, I got rid of these two. I may have been able to they bring her in. You know. Mm-hmm. What? Uh... Go on, Casey. Oh, look at that. Go on, Kaiser. Go on. Go on. Go on. So that's them away. Yeah. Um, we'll see now we get uh, we get Genji. Genji doesn't doesn't get on too good with other females. She oh. only tolerates him for for a short time, you know. Right. Where do we see? She there? Come away a bone. Hello. Oh, look at her. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, you got a bone? What did you have? Good girl. What oh. did you get? You got a bone? So, that's Genji. She oh. is how many weeks? Seven weeks? So you can see she's yeah. she's coming on really really yeah. well. Yeah, she is. Yeah, how's she doing? Um, so it's going to be. She's doing brilliant. She um, doing? she's still she's still very very active. She right. actually tries to do too much. Right. Um, if Kaiser if Kaiser moves, she runs straight after him. She's still jumping up and down off chairs. Right. Um, she loves her bones. She's eating like a horse. Right. Genji, what's that? Give me that bone. <laughs> Give me that bone. Give me that bone. Give me that bone. Oh, that's great. Maybe you need to put her down. You need to see the, the size of her now. You know? Yeah, yeah. So the first, uh, what, what uh, halfway through De- December, you think? or? Sorry? Uh, the so middle. Go ahead. He's, he's due in the 10th. The tenth of okay. December. Okay. Awesome. Well, so could be could be really you know ten days before or a few days after you know. Right, right. right. But she's she's doing really well. She settled in here very well. Yeah. Look at her. She just, <laughs> she's afraid in case someone takes the bone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And she can't lie on her belly to, to, to eat it. Right. Who's a good girl? Give me that bone. Give me that bone. Give me that bone. <laughs> Give me the bone. Good girl. Thank you. Give me them paws. <laughs> oh, there's good. That's great. Um. So that's the that's the story so far. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, involved in the team is myself, uh, my wife Sinead, and our kennel partner Kieran, who's on Facebook as Maximus. Yeah. Um, so we're all we're all pretty passionate about the dogs. Yeah. We all share the workload. Um, in terms of the walking, the looking after, you know, uh-huh. the washing, the feeding. Um, so at the minute, with uh, with Genji being pregnant, um, Kieran has Kiarma, mm-hmm. China. And Bui Tang, 
So he's he's got them three. So he's got his hands full at the minute as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all we we visit each other every day with the dogs. We we go walks together and you know all the all the normal stuff. And what are their sleeping environments? Where do you uh, do you put them in a little kennel or? No, they they all sleep. They all have their own uh, their own their own separate bed. You okay. know, just like uh, inside. So, but they're all they're all locked. You know, in a in a cage in a, their own separate cages with oh. their their bedding and stuff. Okay. So they would generally generally go to bed when we go to bed, mm-hmm. and they're brilliant sleepers. You know, yeah. they they don't want to they don't want to be getting up and getting out early. They're they're quite happy. They, they lie about. Um, they'll go out for the toilet straight back in. Look mm. for some food, lying about, and mm. then whenever it's whenever it's walk time, you bring out the lead or put them in the car to go to the beach or the forest or whatever. Um, they come alive. So they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty passive and, and laid back inside the house. It looks yeah. like, which is nice. They're brilliant in the house. Yeah, they caused no damage. You know, yeah. we've had we've had boxers, and the yeah. boxers have totaled. Mm. They've totaled gardens. They've mm-hmm. took every bit of washing off the light. They've destroyed everything. Um, but the Chung Chings, no. We, probably the only dogs that we, we've able or ever been able to leave in the living room mm-hmm. together as a pair whenever we go out. You know, we can leave them for a few hours. They'll, they'll, they'll go sit up on the sofa or up in the chair over at the window and they'll protect the house. Anybody moves in the street, they, they know who should be in the street. They know who shouldn't be in the street. Mm-hmm. Strange cars, anything. Very alert, very smart, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they look very. Uh, they look very um, confident in the house too. You know what I mean? They, you get a lot of dogs that are nervous and constantly moving. No. I like. I like that. That's why I like. No, they're super. Super confident. Um, yeah. They love. They love playing. You know. Mm. Like I say tonight, you know, Kaiser and Khaleesi would be mm. bunching from that window straight up here, play fighting in the middle of the living room, you know, and uh, it can be fun. And then you throw, we've got five five children as well, so yeah. the house was pretty hectic. I bet, yeah. Um, bit of a mad house, but um, it's what life's about. Exactly, yep. All right, well, I'll, I'll let you uh, get on with your night and... Um... Uh, hopefully I can talk to you in about uh, eight or seven, eight weeks when you have pups and we can yeah. do a quick little show. Once, we, and... once, we, once we've got the pups in, we can do uh, maybe, around, what about, maybe around Christmas time. That works, yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate... Just before Christmas. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, um, hopefully we, uh, this will, we can do a few more shows and, and I love you guys. 100%, thanks. And I'll, I'll definitely... Thanks a million, Sean, for, yeah. for the invite. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry it's taken, it's taken quite a bit of time to get to this point, but we're here now. Well, it was well worth the wait, I'll tell you that. Thank you for, <laughs> uh, for opening up your house to me and, and your dogs, and I appreciate it very much. I'll talk to you. No problem. Thanks. Yep. You good have night, a, John. You, good night. Bye-bye. All the best. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.